When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Sergio 24. No, oh, that's not our community. I'm in the wrong community. The Travis and Sliwa community. It's okay. Yeah, I mean, we got multiple communities. They're, they're, right they're friendly there, too. Yeah. Brian's working hard back here playing songs about fashion. You don't even recognize it. Well, because you've made fun of my fashion. <laughs> That's not making fun of it. We're yeah, just no, pointing out that literally you, mocking me. No, I literally said you're a you mocker. Have, you're, you're you're a mockist. Your, your sweater he is looks kind of like a mocker. Yeah, yeah I mean, like, yeah, such a at, mocker at times. Uh, but it's your sweater looks like Mister Rogers. There's nothing wrong with that. It is a part of a fashion sense. This is sense. a great. Sw- I just got this sweater. I'm so excited about it, and I immediately get crap from you people. No, it's not crap. <laughs> Who doesn't love Mister Rogers? Exactly. He's got great style. But Mister Rogers wore. The Mr. Rogers had a, a mu- okay. I'm going to defend you now. Okay, it had a much thicker thread. Yes, say that <laughs> the fast. thread count. Yes, the thread was thicker, so it was more yarny. It was. It was. It was knitted. It His was sweater was like knitted, knitted. And closer yarny. to mine. This is, mine more, is more knitted. Stylish. Yours is stylish. more sleek. Sleek. There you go. Sleek. I like that word. I would say he, Fred. Also, can I call him Fred? He was Fred Rogers, yes. right? Um, he wore that's a, that was a great biopic too. By the way. The Mr. Rogers movie. Oh, oh man, it's so really good. Tom good. Hanks was great. He's really good. Yeah, there was two of them um, actually. Well, there was a uh, documentary that right. was great, and then the Tom Hanks version yeah, was like also great. He would always wear a white shirt or a, a solid colored shirt, and it, and oftentimes he also wore a tie with that. Mm-hmm. So you are not. It's not a full Mr. Rogers look. Yes, it's just inspired by. Yeah. No, I'll, I'll go. Maybe with that. it's an homage to. You know, Fred Rogers. Yeah was my cons- commencement speaker at Bowling Green State University. It's a good get. Yeah, really cool. <laughs> and by the get. way, the entire student body sang It's a Wonderful Day in the Neighborhood when he walked up to the stage. It was really, really cool. That's really cool. cool. Um, and the other thing about him, you know from the documentary, he was the same guy off uh, camera that he was yeah, he on was. camera. He was that sort of golly gee persona. All right, 2 o'clock call of the day. Um, let's go to Jesse. Jesse uh, from Studio City. What's up? Good afternoon, man. Hey, how's it going, guys? Great. So I was saying that my, my pick for the best biobook, I actually have two. One is uh, Army Hammer in the Social Network playing both Winklevoss twins. Yeah. And also Paul Shore playing Richard Simmons in The Court Jester, which is a short film that I worked on with them. He does. They both do phenomenal jobs. Now, wait. And Paulie Shore is trying to do a long form version of that, isn't he? He is. Or uh, uh, I'm sorry. Yeah, Paulie Shore is going to try to do a full movie, right? Correct. Yes. Richard Simmons hates it. I understand, but you know, I'm <laughs> sure. I'm sure JFK didn't want so many films made about him after mm. he died. Yeah. Right. Right. I hear you. All right, Jesse. Thank you. There's Jesse. See? Army Hammer was good in that. Army Hammer was great. Yeah. I don't know what the hell happened to him after that. A I whole know. bunch of weirdness. I, yeah. I, you know, it's interesting. I have no capacity to read sleaze. 
Ireland oh, loves sleaze. Please. He knows who every real housewife is dating. He knows Would what he know? athlete used to be with yeah. this model. He knows all that he stuff. He loves it. He loves Wait, it. You know what? The one sleazy thing you should definitely do a deep dive on. I'm going to okay. send it to you. Okay. It's Larsa Pippen and no. Michael Jordan's No interest. Kid. I know this. I Pablo no Torre did did a whole deep dive on it. Yeah. And then there's been like a coda, like they broke up and they got back together again and on and on. It's so good. Yeah. They did a podcast once. Yeah. Together. Mm-hmm. You don't care. No capacity for sleaze. None. So what if? What about? Some reality TV. I've watched one thing that's sleazy, and it's amazing. Okay. What? Love is Blind. I watch every Love is Blind that, that has ever gross. made. gross. I tried watching that because oh, you no. guys told me to watch it, and I was like, No, oh, no, gross. that was Naked uh, Attraction. No, no, yeah. Right. No, that no, was, that was, was gross. Love is Blind yeah. is on Netflix. And oh, okay. It's actually, it's actually really good. Okay. Very compelling. I think you might actually like this. I capacity for sleaze. Did you? season last night. I watched through like five episodes. Of what? Love is blind. What's the premise? Blind. I don't even know it. Oh, you're, it's like a, it's blind dating, or you, you're dating somebody you can't see them. You go in these pods, and there's a wall between you, so you can't see each other. All okay. you do is just talk to each other. So it's like the dating game. Yeah, yeah. but I yeah. think it's pretty hilarious, honestly. Like I watch it as it's like, good. oh, this is funny. It's good. I, I watch. <laughs> it. Is it sleazy? I mean, it's sleazy it doesn't sound as sleazy as I mean, when you they... know, women pulling each other's weaves out and that kind of oh, stuff. No, not yeah. that bad. Well, that's there's great. there's some there's, <laughs> there's some drama. That's great. There, there's a lot of drama stuff. in it. There's a lot of drama when they move from the pods to then get married and they go on their like honeymoon type oh, thing. Oh wow! All yeah. The other people that were in the pods. Do they ever get married? out and like one person's super hot and one person's super ugly? Oh yes, yeah. <laughs> it happens a lot. Oh, happens yeah. every once okay. in a while. Yeah, and uh, because they're not priceless. supposed to say what you look like. Oh, and there's you can see it in their face when they like the doors open and you see each other and you can see one person's face being like, "Oh no, what did I do?" <laughs> and they have to act like, "Oh my God, we fell yeah. in love." So, so does anybody ever say, "I'm out of here"? I mean, they eventually they do get out of there. Yeah, they, or like most people don't get married at the end. Like you walk out of it and you say, "Hard pass." <laughs> It'd be amazing if someone someone should have done it this season. They didn't though. Oh. They didn't. Yeah. No capacity for sleaze. Okay. Just try it. Have you Just ever try tried it. below deck? No, I knew you were gonna bring I up below deck. Oh, I love below yeah. deck. Yeah, I know. It's so good. The last season was really good. Yeah, no. Although that Kyle's job. Honestly, I think reality <laughs> TV has been really damaging to the world. I agree with that. Because it forces people to act like that all the time. It teaches people that it's okay. Yeah. To have big, loud, angry fights and or the turn only tables way to get over noticed and, yeah. is to do that. Well, that's also social media, too. Yeah, it is. By the way, you can follow me on TikTok, <laughs> at Venice Mace. Follow me on Instagram, at Venice Mace. So, I, you know what I want? I had a thought about your TikTok yesterday. Okay. I just want you to narrate your life. I want you to narrate when you're going into Starbucks mm-hmm. and getting the feta cheese Rap. I wanna. I wanna narrate when you get home with the dogs. Yeah. When you first see him, and then I want you to like narrate it. Narrate it. I want you to say, "I'm coming home with all the dogs. Usually, like to run to me." And yeah. And then I want to like film it. I want to see that. Okay. Like a day in the life of Mace. I wanna. I wanna see all of the. <sighs> what is your? I wanna see the pistachios. Oh yeah, the pistachios. Yeah. Those are big right now. This is straight up Kirby enthusiasm. Your life is Kirby enthusiasm. It is a little curb, yes. It is. All right, so I want to ask you about this because this happened on the first take today. <laughs> LeBron is in season number twenty-one. 21. Uh, Steph is still. I mean, he's on the other 30, side of the mountain, six, but thirty-six. Yeah. So the question is, 
who is the next face of the NBA? Who is the next face of the NBA? It's a really good question. Um, our guy Tim Bontemps had a whole story about that after the All-Star break, and that's why this became a topic, because he went around asking everyone who's the next face of it. Mm-hmm. So all those press conference quotes were from Tim. Um, they, uh, I mean, there's a lot of people who you would regard as potential faces, right? Luka Doncic is is good-looking guy on a team. He's a really good player, going to lead the league in scoring, might win an MVP. Um, but personality-wise, I think he has some charisma, but he doesn't say a whole lot. So there's not a lot of depth there, right? right. You don't, we don't know him very well. Sure, um, that would be somebody I would point. I think Embiid could could have that. He has, certainly has the personality, right? If he ever won, he would he would elevate himself to that next level. So do you think? But don't you think Giannis is kind of next in Giannis line? Giannis is next in line. He's got a personality. Yeah, he's, he's funny. Done, he's he's loose. done a biopic. It's coming out on Amazon. Oh, or did something. he? Yeah, it's coming out right this week. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, yeah. Um, the producer of it is somebody who used to work. For, I used to work with her, Kristen Lapis. She's she was a thirty for thirty producer. So I think it's going to be pretty good. It's it's their whole Antetokounmpo life story. Um, so he's defining himself outside of basketball. He's becoming. He he could be the face of the league. Although it's hard to do that from Milwaukee. What about it, it can, you can do it if if they win if they if they're in the Eastern Conference Finals you can do it from anywhere. What about Jason Tatum? See, I that was my pick yesterday. We had this conversation. I, I think Tatum could be a face of the league, not because he has such charisma or Riz. We call it Riz now. I don't want to do that. That's what I, us kids do. I, I, yeah, maybe you're Shams <laughs> now. Yeah, you're the Riz God. <laughs> the Riz God. Yeah. Is that a thing? Uh, yeah, the, Shams, the Riz God thing is real, right? Yeah, Whenever he's on with Kay Adams, I think. Yeah. Oh, yeah. There's right. a whole thing where if you I want know. some sleaze, they might be together. <laughs> yeah, that's I, the thing. I, 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 I know capacity the, for sleaze. I, that one's a good one, though. It is. Yeah, it is. I know, and he, he an, got out of the shoes. So yeah. Jason Jason Tatum, yeah, no. I don't know that he has, but he plays for a marquee franchise Correct. that could win. Yep. So I can tell you this. We, have, we get data on like what stories do well and what people click on. And generally speaking, if I write something that's got some juice, like it's got some drama and some news and some scandal and whatever, it's going to do well. But very rarely, when you do like a, just a regular old feature, just yeah. a bio feature, origin story feature, they don't always do that well because there's not, you know, there's no there's no controversy to it. Right, right. I wrote one on Jason Tatum during the finals when they played the Warriors. Okay. And it was one of the most read stories I've it ever was. done. It was. And it was like, it was just a story. I mean, it was just an origin story. It was just like who he is, where he came from, everybody talking about him, ran during game three of the finals. And it was it was, it was even one of those ESPN Plus stories they have to pay for. Right. And it was like one of the most read stories I've ever done. Is that right? And that's why I think like we may think of him as kind of quiet and maybe not a that's buzzy the way kind of guy. I, I think of him as very reserved. Yeah. Although he does say things every once in a while that pop. Like, first of all, his son gives him that helps his brand, right? In terms of that, right, he's right. almost defined by being Deuce's dad. Sure, and he's a good sure. dad, and he carries him around. The Corey is sweet. Okay, he also has um, a good origin story, which I got all into. And in his mom was a single; she was a single mom. She had him when she was like nineteen, mm. and she took. She was determined. She had a volleyball scholarship someplace, and she was determined not to let. Or having a child that age, it was it was unplanned, obviously, and she was determined not to let that stop her from finishing college. So she would take Jason to school with her. Okay. And he would like sit in the class. He's a baby, and she would like finish her classes and stuff. She put herself through school. I think she's a paralegal now or something like that. Okay. And he actually is he's really close to his mom, 
and lives across the street from her in Boston. Like their houses are next door. Oh, to is each that other. right? Wow. Yeah, and like then he goes to Duke, and there's a sort of there's a when you go to Duke, you have that mystique of being a Duke guy. Although yeah, he was only yeah. there for one year. His he sort of defines himself as a Kobe guy. Yes, he does. He does. So I think if he ever won, if he ever got over the hump there and and won a championship where he really delivered, like last year in the in the playoffs when he beat and beat in that game, and then Cassidy Hubbard says, "Boy, you really sucked in the first half," and then you came back and led them to to a win in Game Six. You know how did you bounce back from that? And he goes, "Humbly speaking, I'm one of the best players in the world." Right? Remember that? Yeah. That, oh that yeah. Was a great, yeah. He has that quality about him that could be interesting yeah and so i think then he wore the shirt the next game it was humbly speaking you know um what about what about sga no what about devin booker book could they're all quiet yeah so sga is a spokesman for skims is that right? Yeah, he does Kim Kardashian's. Do they um, do skins men's for wear. men now? Yeah, look it up. You yeah, know that. It's, skims for men. Yeah, is it's it a, just underwear? Is it an NBA thing now? Like it's a the official partner yeah. of the NBA or huh? something. Yeah, shapewear. Yeah, but it is it so the he same thing? He definitely has a fashionable fashionable sense okay. to him. So like the Thunder, I follow them on social media, and they always do the when they're boarding the plane, what the guys wear on the plane, and he is always like very couture. Very fashionable, kind okay. of cool guy. Um, he's Canadian. I I don't know, but we don't. Nobody's defined him. No, he hasn't been not defined by adversity yet. Like you have to be defined by your successes and failures. We haven't seen any of that yet. Yeah. Um. I right. He's about to enter. I mean, he's about to yeah. be in the playoffs, and we'll see how far right. he is able Anthony to carry Edwards them. Edwards has a good personality, but again, yeah. you don't become face of the like Lebre- the reason why LeBron is a face of the league is because he went through so much controversy and adversity, and that's yes. that's character defined. That's like every movie you've ever watched. The, the the what what does the hero do? You put the hero in a situation, you see how they respond, it reveals character, you see how they change, and there's your story. There arc. you go, Joseph Campbell. I know. You know me. I always do the hero's journey. I know. Okay. Everybody everybody should. Everybody should. Sense. Yeah. But I didn't actually quote it this time. You just know the I just know it. You just know it. So De- Devin Booker, I know he's a Kobe guy. Kobe but- guy used to date a Kendall Jenner. Oh right, Chris, he did. Or, I- but he never was on those shows. Smart. He's really into classic cars. He's kind of a cool dude. Yeah. He and Luca have a feud. There's there's like the beginnings of something. There's the beginnings of of definition on a very large scale for a lot of these young players, but they're not there yet. Yeah. So I my answer to the question, honestly, yeah. is Chet and Wemby. I think those guys are gonna have a rivalry for years to come. Okay. They genuinely dislike each other. Good. Genuinely. Like Good. they really have a rivalry. No fraternization. Yeah. Like they, they like you've seen them when they play. Like like they, and then Chet was on social media tweeting at him yep. and stuff. Um and also they're both very articulate and interesting. Like I went to Wemby's uh, appearance here the when he played um in LA a couple months ago. By the way, gonna be here Friday. Friday, Friday Lakers Spurs. Um, super interesting, smart guy. Like mm-hmm. has a lot to say. So I think right now he's a bit of a curiosity. Like everybody's like, "Whoa, he's seven four and he plays like Kevin Durant." And he's, but once they become good and once they get into playoff series, then then you define yourself through the choices you make too. Does he stay right. in San Antonio? Does he move? Does Chet stay there? I mean, like there's a there's all those career definitions. By the way, things. I think Wemby is a really good answer to this. Yeah. Because he is unlike any player yes. we've we've ever seen. We've I've never, never seen, seen anyone this. like him. To see a guy seven four with a handle and the able closest to make one is Durant, and... but he's not seven four. He's six eleven. Right. 
Hey, uh, tweet from at BST. The Insider is the most underrated movie ever. Timeless story, some of the best acting of Pacino and Crow's careers. Also, Debbie Mazur, Gina Gershon, Christopher Plummer, Stephen Tobolowsky, Bruce McGill, uh, Wings Hauser. So good. Yeah, so there's there's a vote for The Insider. Yeah. If you've never seen it, find it. It's really, really good. All right, coming up next, it sounds like we know who is going to pitch the first two games for the Dodgers really? this year in Korea. And... Shohei Otani showing a different side of himself. That's coming up next for you. Mason in Ireland. Momo's in for John. 710 ESPN. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. What's up, people? It is uh, Wednesday and it is sunny. Thank God. No more rain. And Ireland's back tomorrow. The Lakers season will restart tomorrow night in San Francisco. And uh, then Friday night, Wemby at Crypto.com Arena, which is exciting. So I got this. Uh, Dave Roberts has indicated that it is likely the first two pitchers uh, for the Dodgers, first two starting pitchers of the year in Korea, will be uh, Yamamoto and Glasnow. Okay. Now, I would assume that Yamamoto is going to be the opening day starter, or th- whatever that is, opening night, opening middle of the in night South for Korea. us. In South Korea, yeah. Yeah. Do we Those say South games? Korea or do we say just Korea? I think South Korea. South Korea, well, yeah. It's, they're two separate places. Right. Don't one talk you, about the one, one you just don't go to. No, well, you're not allowed in. No. Might be. Mm, you just can't I get out. I would never yeah. go there. <laughs> yeah, it's true. Yeah, it's true. Mean, you, yeah they you come stumble in, across the border, you ain't going leave. back. Right. Um, so Yamamoto, what's interesting is then Yamamoto could again be the opening day starter at Dodger Stadium, and I would assume he probably will be. So that's the home opener. Home opener against the Cardinals. The next week on Thursday. So he can go Wednesday at 3 o'clock in the morning and then Thursday at 1 o'clock in the afternoon. Five days rest, right? No, that's plenty. Yeah, it's plenty of rest. But, I mean, for the amount of money that he got more than Garrett Cole, he should be your number one oh, starter. Oh, wow. Oh, You're yeah. You're already doing that. Well, You're no, already doing I mean, the money. He made, they're giving him, they give him that much money. He should be the what best was his, What was the money on, it, on him? It was like 300. And, and there's no deferrals on him. Yeah, no oh. deferrals on uh, Yamamoto. No, it's 330-something. It's more. It's a wow. couple million more than... Uh, Garrett Cole, who's probably the best, one of the best pitchers in baseball. It came out, by the way, that the Phillies made a bigger offer to Yamamoto huh. than the Dodgers did. Really? Yeah. Uh, they they made the biggest offer, and Yamamoto opted for the Dodgers. 
That's interesting. It was I thought it was just between the the Mets, the Dodgers, and what was it? The Yankees was it? Was that was the that Yankees three? were in on it. Uh, it's twelve years, three hundred twenty-five million. Ooh. So for twelve years, three hundred twenty-five. That's amazing for a team that never used to go beyond six years for a pitcher. Yeah, the Phillies offered more money than any other team that had been trying to sign uh, Yamamoto. The Philadelphia Inquirer reported this, and Middleton, uh, this is John Middleton, uh, the the owner of the Phillies, says he has no regrets that Philadelphia pushed really hard for Yamamoto, didn't get him. So he didn't even take the biggest offer on the table. Here's the thing about the Dodgers. I'm worried about Tyler Glass now. Okay. I don't know if they... I I mean, F- Andrew Friedman knows what he's doing. He came from Tampa. That was a while ago, but he has enough of a read on that organization. But he has never pitched. Like, he's never been a 30 starts a year guy. Yeah, he's kind of a... He's a guy that tends to break down. Didn't he also kind of do some, like... He would need an opener sometimes. Didn't they do the opener for him a lot? They may have. He was rehabbing from an injury. Yeah. Uh, and But I, I don't know if the Glasnow thing's going to work out. I think they've got enough pitching talent to be able to uh, to win 100 games. Yeah. Um, last year he started 21. He's never started more than last year was an all-time high, 21 starts, 120 innings. Ugh. That was it. 10-7, and 7, 353 RA. 21 starts and just 120 innings. That is the most innings he's ever pitched in a season. How so, old is he? Uh, Tyler Glass now is. Uh, I don't and they know. gave look, him money. Look it up. Yeah, it's. It, I mean, 30. Oh, older than I would. They have and they gave him. They gave him. An, they paid him. They paid him big. Are you a Glass now? I am. I think he could be good here as long as he can stay healthy. I mean, he really his age might not be so big because he hasn't really pitched as much as he should. True. Um, so I, if he stays healthy, he has the stuff to be very number one starter quality stuff. So when you have a bunch of guys that can be number one starters, I think I like him. I would like to see him stay healthy. I'm not really sure he can. There are multiple arguments here. Glasnow one, Yamamoto another, Kershaw coming back later in the year, young pitchers in between like Emmett Sheehan. Bobby uh, Miller. Bobby Miller, like uh, uh, Walker James Bueller Paxton. coming off of surgery. James pa- there's a, James yeah. Paxton who has an injury history. I think there's an excellent argument, and I've not heard this officially, but there's an excellent argument for a six-man rotation for the Dodgers. Absolutely. They should do that just for all those reasons yeah. that you're saying. Because yeah. why not give them more time? They don't need – I mean, usually – Kershaw was really the last kind of guy that needed those five days of rest. Yes. I think these guys can go on longer rest and should be and should be fine. Because in Japan, they do pitch on six days. I think they do. I think it's every they, – they pitch a six-man rotation in Japan. Yeah, I, I think you're right. I'm not positive on that, but I think you're right. And that's why this team specifically should do that just to save all their arms. Right. Like, I don't need 20 star, 25, well, when does, starts. Well, when does Walker Buehler come back? Uh, it's kind of up in the air. He's not going to be ready to start the season. Sounds like May-ish. Yeah. Gosh, it just keeps well, getting I mean, pushed back. Yeah. Second Tommy John. I mean, yeah, but there was talk of him coming back at the end of last year. Correct, and then there it, was, and then they threw a bucket of cold water on that. I think he was trying to come back, but it was just he was never going to be himself, so they pulled him back. Yeah, um, yeah. I that's my concern. My concern is Glass now is a question mark. 
Yeah. And by the way, that's I a, think all of them in the are. great context of things. That's not a big. Well, are we? I mean, nobody's really seen Yamamoto. We all just assume he's really good. He's he's the best pitcher ever out of Japan. He's coming off three of what are the yeah. equivalent of Cy Young awards right. in the Japanese league. And he's twenty five. And he's and he's young. I'm sure he's really good. We'll see. Right. I mean, I, yeah. I just feel like there's been a pitcher from Japan that comes over almost every year, and I don't know how to evaluate them until they perform. Right, but they had what was the guy in with the Mets? That Senga, yes, yeah, yeah. Cody Senga Cody. had a very, very good year. Good year. Yeah. yeah, very good year. Yeah, yeah. I know Tani Ghost was from. Ball. Yeah, I mean, Tani is literally ball. like the only one who I think is really popped. No, I mean, there's been other guys. The Dodgers had a bunch of guys that have come over from from Japan that have been, or at least from Asia, and have been good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. have been good, but like 320 yeah. million for a pitcher is. Is stunning. Stunning, especially for that organization. The crazy stunning. thing about that, too, is there's another guy over there named Roki Sasaki that's supposed to be supposed better, to be better better than all of them, and the Dodgers have a fast track to him. They've been with him for years, yep. so he could possibly be coming next year, and that would be Otani starting to pitch again, Sasaki on there, and Yamamoto, all from Japan. Well, look at it this way. Kode Senga, who you're saying just yeah. had an average. He was good. 12-7, and 7, 298 ERA with... Yeah. Uh, 202 strikeouts in just 166 innings. I mean, that's a that's monster good. year. You'll take that. Yeah. Every and and Yamamoto's better. Better. Okay. Um, I coming up next. I saw a little nugget. You guys are both Raider fans about what the Raiders could potentially do at quarterback for next year. I want to bounce it off you guys. See if it okay. meets your seal of approval. In the meantime, if you were recently injured in any kind of accident. And you haven't called my friend Jacob. What are you waiting for? Not taking action may cost you money. What's that mean? Well, let's say you were injured in a car accident a few months ago. You thought the pain in your back would go away, so you went to see a doctor. But now a few months later, it's getting worse every week. The problem is because you've been it's been a few months since the accident, it's more difficult to prove that your back pain was caused by the accident. Therefore, you probably got to pay for it all yourself. Do not put yourself in this situation. If you're injured in an accident, call Jacob immediately. He will get you to the doctor with no money out of pocket so you can physically recover quickly and not have to pay for it yourself. Remember, a lot of attorneys say they'll fight for you. Call Jacob. He'll win for you. 844-24-JACOB. That's 844-24-JACOB. 844-24-JACOB. Or remember... Accident or injury. Call Jacob and Ronnie. Call Jacob. Call Jacob.com. And don't forget, you're following on... Uh, you want to follow Call Jacob on Instagram. Go to at call.jacob. Mason, Ireland, 710 ESPN. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. Thank you. We wanted to make you feel good, Mace. Sharp-dressed man. <laughs> Your hair looks good, too. Yeah. I can tell you put a little product in there. I always put product. 
Seriously, when was the last time you saw me slob out? I haven't slobbed out in a long time. No, you've been very good for what, like yeah. four or five months now? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, no, this is just the new what's the, Steve what's Mason the... 2.0. Reboot. 2.0. It's more like 10.0. It's the reboot. Let's go. <laughs> All new. By the way, it is Momo's uh, game today. Apologies in advance. We'll see. You're going to regret this. Uh, is it about Taylor Swift? No. No. <laughs> Are you allowed to say what the theme is? It's a Curb Your Enthusiasm game. Oh, okay. Nice. All right. Okay. Because you guys got me into it. Now so you're said, speaking okay. our language. Right. Yeah. All right. I like that. I think anybody who watches the show will do well at this, and anybody who, and even if you watch it, you still might not get it. Yeah. Have you gone back to other seasons now? A little bit. Uh, like I, well, I've always watched a little bit, so like I knew what the show was about. But I, because you got me into it, you said it's the yes. final season. You got to watch. I was like, okay, so I'm gonna. I watched the first three episodes. The Good. show is genius. Oh, Mark Cates. Text me last night because he never watched the show and he watched it. That he said that was one of the funniest episodes I've ever seen. It's it's. I the, mean, the one the in episode Atlanta on was Sunday good. was fantastic. Amazing. The Amazing. the one with the lawn jockey was really funny. Oh, the lawn jockey one was funny. Mm-hmm. That was that very one. funny. Yeah, and but with I, the, with the I hair didn't like coloring. it as well as last night. No, last night was was great. Yeah, was great. This was the first, first one night. of the season I really actually liked. I, you yeah, know I what? Liked. I actually this is the one that made me the la- laugh the most. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so if you're not watching Curb, what's wrong with you? I wanted. To, can I just take a, an aside before we get to the Raiders? And uh, you know, I do. It's I'm, your show, man. I'm partnered with the L.A. County Department of Mental Health, and you hear me talk about it. So every Friday, I do what we call the Mindful Minute, and it's a video thing, and it's a thing I do on the show as well. And so it's an expanded version of everything. And I, as you know, I've talked about it, have had my mental health challenges. My mental health journey is uh, like like a lot of people's. I, I figured out how to manage it and how to be in the middle of the fairway all the time. The, the one thing I'll say is I like to use a tweet from a listener as sort of a jumping off point to one of those mindful minutes. Um, so if you are struggling right now or you've come through a struggle right now mm-hmm. uh, or your perspective, you you don't have to make it public. You can DM me and I will not say your name or your Twitter handle or anything like that. Uh, but I like to use that as a jumping off point. Uh, there was one this week. Actually, I think we all saw this one uh, this week. Uh, there was a guy that uh, tweeted that his mental health situation wasn't good right now. Mm. And we all chimed in at some point and mentioned L.A. County Department of Mental Health and you've got a whole community to support you and all that kind of stuff. Um, I just think that's really, really important. And it's important to know if you're struggling that the world is going to rise up and support you. You just have to trust that that's going to happen. So You also have to ask. That's the big thing. You have to ask. You have to tell people. I mean, to me, it's always the biggest issue when I see people struggling like that um, is they feel like they're alone and they don't want to say anything or they're embarrassed or they don't want to reach out and put themselves out there, even if it's even if it's private. Yeah. It sort of feels like, oh, you're 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 joining some club that, that you don't want to be in. And I'm like, no, all you have to do is reach out. And do you know how many times when you tell people, oh, I go to a therapist? And they go, oh, yeah, me too. Yeah. yeah. Like everyone does. Yeah. No, it's healthy. And everyone should. It's good. You got somebody to talk yeah. to. And you, we got one a couple of weeks ago where the guy said, you know, I- I'm afraid to tell my friends. I'm afraid to tell my wife. And I'm like, no, you've got to tell the people that are closest to you so they know how to support you. 
So anyways, uh, you can DM me at Venice Mace, and uh, maybe I'll use your your uh, story as part of the Mindful Minute. All right. Uh, okay, Raiders, quarterback situation. Yeah. You guys are huge Raiders fans. I'll play the music for you. Thank you. Thank you. Momo, this if we're going to talk about the Raiders, we got to play the music. It feels so good. It does. So, saw, saw a piece today, I don't know, something on ESPN. Sorry. From Mike Tannenbaum. Oh, yeah. Former NFL GM. This is his suggestion, and I think it's a good one for the Raiders, who have an open quarterback situation right now. He says that the Raiders should sign Russell Wilson once he's cut by the Denver Broncos and that they should draft J.J. McCarthy from Michigan as the next the next quarterback and have him behind Russell Wilson for a year or two. What do you guys think of that as Raiders fans? You want to go first or me? Oh, boy. Not liking this, huh? I'm thinking about it. Yeah? You can think about it all you like. Russell Wilson had a really good year last year. No, he was fine. Well, they would be getting him at a at a discount. I, I've heard him linked to Pittsburgh. That's the I have I keep also hearing. heard him linked to Pittsburgh. Um, and sure. Emily is very upset about it. As she should be. Yeah. Um, I'll take Russell Wilson. I'm all right with him. So, right. Look, it's not going to cost that much. Who is no, your actual... Uh, by the way, I think the best choice for the Raiders is Justin Fields. That's the right way to go. If they can make that happen with picks or whatever they got to do, I would 100% do that and put I, Justin Fields along with Devontae Adams. Like I'm, I'm fine with that. I, I have, I don't have any interest in JJ McCarthy. I don't. Think I like JJ McCarthy. I like I think, him. Uh, I think yeah, he play. He, you know what? It's hard to say because they ran the ball like 60 percent right. of the time last year. That he's a hardball guy. He's like a core running team. I know, and they had a great line. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so, but I like him. He's like line. a leader. He's a winner. So the vote, on, be... the vote on Russell Wilson is split? I'm going to say no. I'll I go would with not Russell Wilson. I would not. At the right price, I'd, I'd do that. The vote on Justin Fields? Yes, for me. Momo. Momo, no. I think he's a franchise quarterback. Do you really? I absolutely then do. Then why wasn't he for the Bears? Because the Bears are a terrible organization with a coach that's not very good. And he's also he's had a okay. bunch of different coordinate coordinators. Yeah, with different him. Like coordinators. Uh, he was fine. He was actually good for the Last most part. Last year, he yeah. was great. This current season, he he wasn't because it was Eberflus and it changing the name. offense. Yeah. I just yeah. think it can't always be the. I mean, a good quarterback is still a good quarterback. Like, you could you could tell me that about Mac Jones. Okay, I don't think Mac is that talented. I think he was just a good leader and people with the right coordinator, he'd be good. And when he lost his coordinator, yeah. See, I, Mac good. Jones is not in the same uh, conversation Fields as Justin Fields. Has a lot of Fields. talent. He's really good, but I don't know that. He, I don't know. He's had a long time in Chicago. At some point, you have to rise above whatever the coaching staff is. Um, he is now. He's now unfollowed the Chicago Bears. <laughs> That's this generation. I yes. love it. It is so... I mean... And it takes a lot for me to unfollow people. Right, and he says, oh, that doesn't mean anything. No, right that before, means... Right before, what's up, fool? Oh, you were just going <laughs> to do that. Okay, I'll hold no, it. No, no, that's all right. You can, no, no, we can do it. You Go can ahead. Another same story. thing. This, I, do, I do have another story. This I have another whole one. thing about unfollowing... Like, what would happen if we unfollowed ESPN LA? Oh, wow. People would freak out. Would they freak oh, out? Oh, yeah. Well, first of all, Carlo would come in here and be like, what are oh, you look, doing? Carlo's over there. He's yeah. like, no, don't. You would freak don't. out, right? What would you say, Carlo? Come here. Carlo, yeah, come here. Carlo, come on yeah. in. Carlo is our social media uh, director. Vice president of social media. Vice president of social media. Vice president of social media. Uh, Carlo, what would happen what, if I unfollowed... What's the alliteration that you got? No, Mal. 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 I, I guess mine would be... Social media. 
Smyrna. Yeah, Smyrna. Okay. Um, so what would happen if I unfollowed ESPN Los Angeles? Uh, I would ask, what did I do to you? What, would you take it personally? Come on, yeah. Do you think I would be sending the message that I'm looking for other another place to work? Yeah, and I would check if you liked any recent Fox Sports, or I mean AM570 posts. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's true. It's true. So that is a way to send a message, right? Of course, yeah. Does everybody at the station follow ESPN Los Angeles? Yeah, why not? Okay. That, that's why we have okay. 950,000 followers. We do, cool. we do. Yeah. Nice. Do you have grudges to where you do not follow that person? And every time, I've gotten to the point now where I follow most people. I just like, whatever, I'll just follow you in case you want to DM me this one day or whatever. Right. But there's a couple people I don't. I'm not naming those names. Don't ask. What are they around you with? afterwards. You wouldn't know them. They're not. They're not What's the first things. name? It's a guy that I used to work with. Oh, okay. I didn't like him. What's his initials? Um, nope. <laughs> Too identifiable. What does it rhyme with? I'll tell you yeah, in the break. What's it rhyme with? <laughs> but like, it always gets as one of my suggested follows. Like, I should follow him, and he should follow me, and we don't. And so neither of us, like, I must be in his suggested follows, and he must, and he's always in mine, and I'm always like, no, no. But what happens if he followed me one day? What if, what if like the Cold War was over? So he doesn't like you either. Yeah, I think so. Oh, so it's it's yeah, mutual we got into dislike. It a few times, yeah. I don't think anybody's. If you have mutual dislike, well, then why would you? Well, what if somebody? one day he just did it? Would I then have to follow him? No, because right now we just like you know sit there and like. Uh, you would not I have wanted, to. And I want to tell Instagram stop suggesting I follow him. I'm not going to do it. Yeah, no, I I get those suggestions. I I don't follow a lot of people. You don't? No, I don't follow a lot. You follow me? Of course I follow you. Okay. Of course I do. Follow Ireland. Of course I do. Did you follow Bergman? I recently followed Bergman. Oh. I think it was like two weeks ago I followed him. Yeah. Did you notice you did. it? You got that alert? No, no. He talked about it on the air. He's like, uh. I real. I just realized for the 17th time that I don't follow Bergman. Uh. It's like, well, are you going to it's follow funny, or the previous not? 16 times, I still didn't follow Exactly. You, you still didn't. Number but 17. The whole thing was, you did follow me, then Ireland decided not to, so you're like, I'm going to do it too, and then just never followed again. I don't really care. You can unfollow if you like. But there's no question that Justin Fields is doing this for a reason. Oh, yeah. That's uh, not an accident. It's No, it didn't just happen. He even had a quote happen. saying he's tired of all the trade talk, just get it over with. Yeah, you might as well. Yeah, you but you know what? Well. Suck it up. It'll be over with by the time the draft hits. Yeah. It's fine. All right, uh, we're going to do some what's up, fool. The clock is just screw the clock today. Who cares? I don't care when we break or whatever. I mean, for the most part, we still just get up by the top of the hour. I'm fine. Yeah, okay. Even, even if you don't, give me an ID. All right. Yeah, we'll do that. All right. What's up, fools? Coming up next, Bergman's going to throw stuff. Uh, Brian's going to throw stuff out. Mason, Ireland, 710 ESPN. Thanks, Morales. Okay, so Allen Iverson was on the big pod with Shaq. Okay. And they were talking about how back in the day he lost the scoring title to Kobe when he averaged 35 and Iverson averaged 33. Okay. So Shaq asked him, how much would you, how many points would you average in today's NBA? Because oh. back then you could actually put hands mm. on people, like yeah. you hand check and all that kind of stuff. So he said 43. He would average 43 in today's NBA. Do you th agree with him? And who would be the best scorer from that era? I don't think anybody scores 43 no. a game. I mean, he that's was putting like, up points. He didn't going... shoot threes either. Yeah. Iverson could shoot threes, but that's not what, that wasn't his it's game. Not he his game, like, right. Nobody's game was really threes until. Until really, Steph. Yeah. Well, yeah. It's, I mean, people it, were it, shooting threes. It, but it was evolving that yeah. way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Um, yeah I don't. I don't think he would score forty-three points no. a game. 
Um, and again, not a three-point shooter. Although I, I, I'll say this for all those guys, if they played in this era, they would learn to be great three-point yeah, shooters. Yeah, that's true. Like if Allen Iverson came along today, yeah. he would say, oh, I got to shoot threes. And he would work at that, and I'm sure he would have been unbelievably successful. I think so, McGrady would score a lot. Oh, McGrady! He was always fantastic. a crazy yeah, scorer, score. very much like Kobe, and the two yeah. of them would go after it. Yeah. What's up, fool? All right, guys. So we know now that uh, Vladdy Jr. is on the cover of MLB The Show 24. Uh oh. They're coming out with a new feature in this year's game too, similar to the old uh, NBA 2K games where you could play through Michael Jordan's career and hit all his career moments okay. in big games. They're going to be able to play a Derek Jeter. So you're going to go through Derek Jeter's cool. whole career. There's like 20 different moments, you know, all the big the games. The flip, 3,000 hit kind of deal like yep. that. If you could choose anybody, you know, in the Hall of Fame kind of aspect, who would you want to go back and like relive their career? In other words, to be them? In any sport right, or yes. in baseball? In baseball. I think I would want to be Nolan Ryan. To me, so for me, I've never seen a no-hitter in person mm -hmm. ever in my entire life. And if it's the third inning and somebody gets the first hit, I'll say, there goes the no-hitter. Um, I'm always super – and Nolan Ryan threw, I think, six of them. Um, that's amazing. Uh, and pitched for a long time. Yeah, he was really good for a long time. He was durable, and his fastball was still incredible, even at the very end of his career. So I would choose Nolan Ryan. Okay, so is this about reliving the moment, or who had the coolest career or the coolest reliving style? Reliving the moments. It's a different answer. Because, I, I mean, I was always like, I love Ken Griffey Jr. That would have been the dude I would like. I mean, he didn't have any great moments right, in really yeah. playing Not the World moments. Series. Oh, he's, not in World Series, but yeah, he had he really huge moments. Like, I got him with his dad, like some yeah. of the monster home runs, the catches he made. I know, they were good, but all, he never played in the World Series or anything. They never got yeah. that guy. Um, I, it's Ken Griffey Jr. would have been my answer for, like, who could you play their whole career. Uh, let's go with Hershiser in that 88 oh. season. That's a good one. The, the the how many innings scoreless streak fifty six and no, fifty now I'm forgetting fifty eight I third? think fifty something fifty eight I think I think that sounds right and a third did you go to any of those games I was not old enough but I watched them all I I went to the one where he faced Doc Gooden I think it was oh, like was the cool. second to last yeah. one it was him versus Doc Gooden and threw the shutout yeah that's a great call that that's an unbelievable that streak on, yeah. I don't think that'll ever be beaten. No, I it would have to be so many, so many straight innings, so many straight games. How, and he had complete games in there too, right? Oh yeah, of course. Yeah, I yeah. Hershiser is a good one. Brian, what about you? I was probably do Albert Pujols. Okay, Albert Pujols. Yeah, you know, he had World Series moments with yeah. the Cardinals early. Yes, he did. Seven hundred home runs every. So. Sure. Yeah. Sure. Bergman. It was fifty nine and third, by the way. Fifty nine and third. Okay. Uh, I would want Manny Ramirez. Ah, uh, really? Had a, he had a. Crazy yeah. career, just all the things that he did in Boston with all the the, the, Cleveland, the, titles. the Cleveland times coming yeah. here and doing Manny. Wood. I don't care that he did that stuff. That's fine. He got in trouble for doing. the PEDs. <laughs> what did you think that <laughs> meant, right? You know what <laughs> That's the old uh, take yeah, the needle and, thing. But he was like he was a star everywhere. Oh, when he and came to LA, yeah. he was massive. That summer yeah. was fantastic. Absolutely, Manny yeah. Wood was on fire. It really was. It yeah. really was. Yeah. yeah. Give me that. A little shout-out from Pepe. He said Sandy Koufax. Oh, sure. Another Sandy Koufax. Absolutely. What's Pepe, up, what Phil? are you doing out there? Why aren't you in here? He can't hear you. Can't oh, hear right. you. He's got, like, the biggest Frappuccino-looking drink He's that seriously, he Seriously, that's in just here. a milkshake. Okay, it what's is. next? It what's really up, is. Phil? Does it like that you would drink those? 
Hey, uh, what's yeah. up, fools? <laughs> uh, so MLB Network right now is also releasing their top 100 as of right now, per se. And the Dodgers already have four people on the top 100. Today, one through ten will be released. The big three still not on there. So the Dodgers, you know, Freeman, Betts, and Otani should be on there. Theoretically, we'll have seven players on the top 100 list. Wow. And Mookie Betts' last five years finished second, fourth, second, sixth, and fourth. So this is their rankings going into the season. Yes, of the top 100. So who... And the big story yesterday was Mike Trout left off of the top 10, okay. ranked number 12 now, so yeah, people are upset about that. Sure. Price well, that I mean, he's, I, I he pro- that. that's about right for him. I right, mean, yeah. yeah. So who are Push your uh, big three in the game right now? If you're taking one, two, three, who are you putting Acuna's up Acuna's number one. Who is? Acuna. No. Otani's oh, number, number one. Oh, okay. Well, if he pitches, okay, yeah. No, I, if he Even hits. as a hitter, okay. All right, Otani. No, he could win the home run title this year. Yeah. I'd probably put Acuna second. Yeah. I think Acuna is a great call. And uh, let me see. Who is number three? Mookie's probably right around there. Maybe Judge. What about uh, that uh, shortstop in Cincinnati? Oh, Oh, Dale Cruz? No, he's not there there yet. there yet. He's not there. I was looking at his stats yesterday with Travis. He tailed off. He did. He only had 14 home runs. He had 235 batting average, 300 on base percentage. He's what? It kind of wasn't as great as we remember. Big moments, but not great. How about Garrett Cole? Half a season. Garrett Cole? Yeah, made a gr- unbelievable last year. Yeah. Matt Olson was good last year. Matt Olson, yeah, but I don't think anybody put Matt. Matt Olson, I'm Juan sure, Soto is top usually 20. gets in that conversation, but he he hits like 240. He'll probably no. Last year he hit much better. better? He hit 300 last okay. year. Yeah, but yeah. He walks so much and walks a ton. Yeah, his on base average is like 560 or <laughs> some crazy number. Yeah. Uh, what about for you, Brian? Uh, I'd probably go uh, Otani, Acuna, and then Betts. Yeah, yeah, that'd probably be my top three. Fair. Bergman? Yeah, I mean, I think that's That's a really right good there. list. So when is the rest of the list coming out? I think it's 4 o'clock. 4 o'clock? Oh. I think so, yeah. 7 okay. o'clock Eastern, so it should be today. Excellent, excellent. Is that it? I yep. got another one if you want it. Oh, yeah, do it. What's that, I got one for you guys. So, the bottom. Right. Do I don't it. know how to play pickleball. By so, the way, you're listening to KSPN Los Angeles, a good karma brand station. Thank you. So I don't know how to play pickleball, and I was like, ah, how do I learn the rules and such like that? Rules. So I went to YouTube. Yeah. Okay. Learned the game in about three minutes, and I feel like I got everything I need to know so it, far. It's an easy game. It's a very easy game. But my question is, I don't know if this is a generational thing where if I don't know how to do something, fix anything, I'm going straight to YouTube. Yeah, me too. And usually I have in ten minutes. Is that what you guys are doing, or are you looking for instructions, reading a book? I used to be an instructions person, and then once I had kids, and I would be like, "How do you take the stroller off the? Uh, how do you install this car seat? Everything's on YouTube." Once I realized that everything was on YouTube and they have an instructional video for every car seat and stroller and thing that's complicated, I just became one of those. Well, we just put together a new studio at home, and everything Everything. came from uh, YouTube instructional videos, do this, set this light up like this, set this mic here, this is the mic you should use, all that stuff, all came from YouTube. Perfect. And I will say, it didn't necessarily come from me. Somebody else may have looked at YouTube and figured it all out for me. I believe that. I have have fixed my toilet multiple times from looking at YouTube. I took the tints off of my car once in Hawaii because of YouTube. I just watched it. Yeah. Yeah, all you got to do is Google whatever you're looking for. Who are these people that make these videos? They do it for this situation. But we don't cite them. I don't remember who it was. We don't cite them, but I'll tell you, they- What do they get out of it? They get money. Really? YouTube monetizes this thing. It's the the easiest place to monetize. Uh, It's not podcasts. It's YouTube is a great way to monetize So like that, that, that guy who makes the car seat installation video, he's making money? Maybe not that guy. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe 
maybe not that. If bad. he gets enough views, yeah, he's getting. Yeah, okay. All right, uh, coming up next for you, Pepe Mentia is here. Pepe's coming in. Plus, who were the highest paid athletes of 2023? We'll do that coming up next. Mason in Ireland, Momo's in for John, 710 ESPN.